Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. We record this live every Friday around 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. This is episode 624, um, recorded on the Friday the 27th of August 2021. Got a great selection of stories, got a great panel. It should be a great show. Um it's going to be in a slightly different format, which I think you're going to be, you're going to love. I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves and then we'll be straight in to the first stories. First of all, Spencer, Uncle Spencer, the Hello. most hated man on Automatic's hit list. That is, uh, um, that, is, that uh, is not true and that hurts my feelings. Yeah, I bet it does. You have replaced yeah, Alton. Really? I, I I'm going to have a tough time this weekend. Now you've set my whole my karmic zen. They've actually feeling. got you. They actually got you in in the um, um, in the mill place. They've got a dartboard and they've got a picture you, of you and they you, throw you, arrows you, at you. Actually, you've, you've you've presented my ego with a Machiavellian predicament. Is it better to be loved or hated? Exactly. So, um, so can you introduce yourself, Spencer? Spencer Foreman from, well, today I guess it's WP Launchify or launchflows.com. That's great. And we've got the only Andrew Palmer with us. Andrew, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Andrew Palmer, and you can find me on thisisandrewpalmer.com. That's right. I've got my friend, longtime friend and associate, John Locke. John, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, John from lockdownseo.com. And we've got a returning guest, friend of the show and supporter, Vito. Vito, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Vito. I'm the founder of uh, Atarim.io. We're a platform that helps web agencies and freelancers uh, um, systemize their workflow and collaborate with clients. And it's a great platform and they're doing amazing things over there. So let's go straight into it. Um, Oh, first of all, we've got to talk about my sponsor, Castos, uh, my major sponsor, um basically if you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients you need a good platform oh we got another we got another oh somebody else oh she's gone can you tell her that she can come back uh um where's she gone um um i've got um sorry i was sorry she's she's back again that's good there you go, add to the stream. Right, um, I'm talking about Castos. Basically, you need a podcasting platform, and Castos is the best in market. I moved to them about nine months ago. I've been really delighted with them. You need to go over and have a look at what they've got to offer. If you go to WP Tonic Newsletters newsletter, um, they are offering a unique special offer just for the tribe. Um, basically, for the first six months of your plan, you get it at half price, and that's only offered to the WP Tonic tribe. So go over to WP Tonic newsletter, and you'll be able to see that special offer. And also sign up for our newsletter. You'll be supporting the tribe. So um, I'm going to let Heather quickly introduce herself because she's a little bit late. Heather, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Heather Wilder-Renzi. I am the Digital Solutions Lead at The Difference. Sorry for being late. No, ladies prerogative. Uh, um, so off we go. Um, the first story, um, it's a two-parter and they're kind of linked. Um, so the first part of this two-parter is WordPress Classic Editor support extended for at least another year. And the second part is the cost of WordPress plugins on the performance of the editor. So um, let's start with Uncle Spencer. What you know, let's start. They're kind of linked, aren't they? Which which of these story of these two stories do you think was the most interesting to start off with, Spencer? Well, I don't know about the performance part for the moment, but I'm interested in the first story primarily because I did a little experimenting as part of this uh, launch flows Gutenberg stuff, and what we found out. Hi, John is what we found out is that, first of all, many people wouldn't know this, but now I'm bringing it to your attention. It'd be like, oh, you're right. WooCommerce does not support Gutenberg blocks for product pages. 
which if you're a WooCommerce user, it's interesting because you find yourself in a weird predicament because Classic Editor suddenly shows up when you're least expecting it. And for me, I wanted to make Gutenberg work with the products pages because that's one of our features of having a product checkout. So the idea of having a plugin that forces or or allows you control over Classic Editor is really quite important, I think, for everybody, whether you thought you needed it or not, because there will be situations imposed upon you very shortly where, where did I leave my car keys? Like, this page looks very different than I expected it. And I know because, for example, like Heather has suggested she's not too fond of Gutenberg yet, that there will be situations where Gutenberg is going to start showing up in bad or unexpected ways, like the uh, widgets area. Now, there's a second plugin. I don't know if you knew about that. It is called Classic Widgets, which is a sort of stepchild of the classic plugin that allows you to push forward the day you switch over and stop using the, the Gutenberg widgets. Why is that important? Well, because lots of plugins like dynamic content widgets or you know uh, dynamic sidebars and all these things rely upon the old classic widget or the old classic editor. And you can kind of see without me going farther... There is a chain of, of reliances that is not so simple to just ignore by saying we're taking away classic. Yeah. So, Vito, what did you think? Um, I think that um, well, I think there's a there's a, a way to do a transition, and I think this is the right way, really, uh, because um, the way that the way that these these markets work is that you have like the early adopters and any market you have early adopters and then you have the followers and you have to have a, a certain amount of market share in order for things to 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 tip the scale and get to a place where it's adopted widely uh, so um, so this allows all of the people that are not early adopters to just delay that decision wait things out the early adopters are usually the they get burnt by by bugs, by uh, you know, like by the the evolution, the early evolution of a product. Uh, but they take this into account um, for for the uh, now. The 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 thing here is that it's been three years already, um, and I didn't realize that until I read this article. That it's been three years since this project has started, which is a long time. It's a lot. It's a lot of time to have a lot of people working on something. Uh, you know, like. Fine, if you're one developer trying to develop a plugin for three years, I get it. But uh, but like full-on teams for three years, you can make a whole lot of progress with uh, with the backing of a you, company. You would have thought so, wouldn't you, with an army? Yeah. But there we go. Um, Jonathan Wald has joined us. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself, Jonathan, and then comment on this story? Thank you, Jonathan. Excellent name. I've been in... Uh, WordPress for about 16 years, and I feel like I'm just getting started. Right. So what's your comment on this story, Jonathan? Uh, there's two things. Uh, first, it's great that we're continuing. It's kind of a no-brainer, right? Continue to support the classic editor and the choices that people have. I'd be really curious, and I'm perfectly fine that we don't know this. I'd be really curious to know actual usage versus installations at this point in the game, because a lot of folks just keep a plugin installed, right? That doesn't mean they're next necessarily use, using it. So I don't think I'll ever get to know that, but it's something I'm curious about. And I'm just happy to see that we're continuing to back it up. It was great to see Josefa and getting them have an answer prompt to it. So people have choice in WordPress. That's part of what makes it great. Yep. Heather, what do you think of these two stories? Any any one particular one you want to comment on? I I mean, I think that uh I mean plugins are are difficult to create. Um, every time you add a new plugin, it does increase load time. And I mean, it takes a while to get them right. So, I, I mean, and also I'm not a fan of, of Gutenberg. So coming up with the right balance of creating a plugin that that works well, that works with the latest features of, of whatever WordPress version you have right now, uh, like including Gutenberg blocks, I mean... I, I understand where the, the friction is with people. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that they're still supporting Classic Editor because I get it. I, I mean, I get that, that these, these plugin designers are, are trying to, um, to, try to, to appeal to the mass market to try to keep up with WordPress, but they're not always going to be able to do it. 
Uh, and the finishing remark over to my friend John. What did you What do you think of these two stories and what we're finding the situation? I was also fascinated with um, story B about which plugins really affect the editor the most. I, I thought it was fascinating that one particular one that we discussed last week, John yeah. Yoast, is one yeah. of the worst uh, effectors of performance. It's just boggling. Yeah, it was it was weird that um, I think it was Yoast, Jetpack, and was the third one like WooCommerce? Yes, Elementor WooCommerce. Yeah, uh, but there there's another part of that story too, where it talks about um, the blo- the block uh, plugins uh, that affect performance too, and some of those uh, affect it quite drastically. Uh, on the classic editor story. What I found fascinating is a lot of people in the comments section are saying that they don't even feel the end of 2022 is going to be a viable date to end support. Um, and there's something in story four uh, as well. And we, we can circle back to that. But I think there's a lot of people who still don't see this as a fully developed solution. And well, I, uh, I, that's I, that's unfortunate, but I, yeah, it, I I definitely agree with that. I'm in the camp where I still don't think it's ready for prime time. But other people in this panel have a different attitude to that, which is fair enough. On, on to story two. Um, oh God, uh, <laughs> Facebook releases glimpses of its most popular posts. But we don't learn too much. Well, I, d- I think we do actually a little bit. Um, who, Heather? What do you what do you think of this? The most um, of this, um, you know, I think it really shows that really Facebook have no, you know, under the great leadership of Mark Zuckerberg and that which Cheryl Sag- Sandberg, you know. She's even worse than him in some ways. That they've got no intention of modifying their ways, really. What do you reckon, Eva? Well, first, I would like to um, take offense uh, on Cheryl Sandberg's behalf that you are automatically calling her a witch. I mean, that's that's pretty derogatory towards a female in power. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna call her a witch, then please at least call Mark Zuckerberg a warlock or something like that. You're right. He's a he's a total. To- I, I apologize if I do take, but he's a total warlock. He's a monster. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, like I mean, there there is a persistence in like uh, women in power are are worse than men. That is not true. Um, oh no, but in her particular, it's not an attack on female. Uh, I just particularly think she's just an awful, awful <laughs> okay. individual. All right, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, um, so uh, I think one of the the things about this article that stood out is that uh, Facebook one they they wanted to show that like. Yes, like our algorithms, uh, we were tuning them, and like the the in in the first quarter, uh, the most popular article was was one that was a truthful article. Like, I mean, it was a f- fact. Like, I mean, but it still was the most popularly shared article about like how um, like like a vaccine didn't work in the way it was supposed to. So, like anti-vaxxers were sharing this all over like uh, uh, actually if you do look in um it was published by a reputable newspaper but yeah. they did they actually didn't research the story in the depth that was necessary right but i mean but that's the thing it was like it was it was shared because it was really difficult for their fact checkers to to go through it so it didn't get flagged by the algorithm so um, but I mean, something like the the uh, Epoch Times is is or Epoch News is is always going to get flagged because like it's it's chi- it's a Chinese propaganda website. So like because they're never going to be publishing anything true. <laughs> so um, so I mean that's the thing. Like every article, um, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And and like the the thing. I mean, just like one of the the problems with one side of the argument versus the other is like the way that people disseminate or understand information. Like there's people that like, if, if you say something one day and then because your information changes, you say something the next day, 
all of a sudden you're a liar to them and you're untrustworthy. Whereas, and I run into that all the time. I'm, I'm an engineer. My information will update and therefore I'll give you a different answer the next day. And so people like there's people out there that think I am a liar and untrustworthy because I will update my information. Actually, if I trust you more than I trust myself. (laughs) Yeah, because I will give you, like, I will always say, here's the information I use to make this decision. And therefore my decision is this tomorrow. Here's the information I use to make this decision. And therefore my information is this. (laughs) That doesn't mean I'm flip-flopping. So right. there we go. So Andrew, what do you think? Is it just a consequence of you can't really blame Facebook for what people want to promote the best, but haven't they really built a Frankenstein monster? And one of the reasons for that is that the founder and his chief operating officer um just really just wanted to count the green and that's the only thing they care about yeah they're sitting there within their little coven boiling their little oil toil trouble and whatever um i think whatever social medium you're looking at whether it's an old-fashioned one like tumblr or a new one like OnlyFans, or you know it's all social media the size that they get will always beget criticism because they're all too powerful, they're making too much money, the people at the top are assholes. It, it's just a way of life. And, it, it, you know, to be honest, all this is kind of washing all over my my head. I'm just kind of going, well, you know, I really don't care about what's going on with Facebook because, one, it helps me build a business. It helps millions of people keep in contact. It helps hundreds of thousands of businesses promote their businesses for free with a Facebook business page. And I don't really think any kind of analysis of who's looking for what at a particular time in this truncated way is helpful at all. I think this, I think it's clickbait in my view. Yeah. I've read it. Well, I, 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 don't, think... I don't I think it's not it's not that well researched and it's very US centric. You know. Yeah, I, I think it's an attempt for them to kind of placate their critis- the criticism on the hill, the political um, criticism that's coming their way. So Make Vito, it open source then, that'll do. Yeah. So Vito, do you think the fundamental problem is is these platforms in general and their requirement, obviously, to, you know, they're there to make money, which is, you know, we're all here to make a living and make money, but... Um, was it just a consequence of social media platforms in general that you get you get stories that are really quite damn you know when you're talking about vaccination you, you know it's, you're talking about life and death really aren't you so what what do you think about this Vito? I think it, it grew to become a beast you know like years ago already to a place where um, it it can't be uh, uh, tamed anymore. Uh, you know, it's just kind of as its life as a, a life of its own. You can't monitor all of the posts that are going through Facebook. No one can. Uh, um, even with uh, even when when they're building the, and that's why they go down. Of course, the route of automation and algorithms and all of those kind of stuff. But we already know that this technology is also not there yet. Uh, so I think that this problem is going to be with us for at least five to ten more years until technology catches up with human behavior that caused this problem. So, Jonathan, um, is, it, is it really a problem of the plat- of these social media platforms, or is it, are they just a mirror at all that just empowers a problem that was there anyway? And it, through technology, it's just been exposed more. So... Is, is the platforms themselves just being used as a kicking ball to be kicked around? Or is there something specific they're adding to the brew that makes it even more toxic? Uh, my inclination is the former more than the latter. Like, I, I think in general, technology just tends to bring more of what's already there to the surface, right? Like, people... Uh, when you remove some of those the barriers, uh, you, technology can help remove some inhibitions from people, and they're, they're more likely to say things. That it takes off some of the filters, and then you get 
if you optimize for engagement, I think that's probably the heart of some of the, the, the difficulty with this. If you optimize for engagement, people tend to naturally filter in and then you get those, those bubbles of interests. Then you get tabloids. You get tabloids, yes. What I, I found actually kind of interesting about this piece was looking to see how much of WordPress touched the sites. So one of those was WordPress, obviously. I'm pretty sure the Epoch Times is WordPress. I, can't, I haven't been able to prove it yet. It looks like a headless instance of WordPress, actually. All so. right. Right, John, what's your thoughts? Is it something coherently that these, like, these social media platforms add to the brew or is it just a um, just like technology in general it's just a magnifying glass it just enables what's already there yeah it's 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 a really deep issue um but i think it's more a human issue than it is a technology issue i think technology is amplifying it uh i am familiar with this facebook top 10 account that they mention in here um, where it shows the daily uh, posts that get the most engagement. And usually it's nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10 will be um, not only right wing, but it's, it's kind of the right wing accounts that stir people up mm. like Fox news and these podcasters that basically stir up this kind of hatred um, and this roiling um, emotions where uh, people want to uh, blame minorities uh, for, for all the problems in the country, or they want to uh, believe that vaccines aren't real and it's some plot to uh, lead the U.S. into communism, or they believe that the election uh, was stolen and uh, Trump is really the president. And then you get, it leads to things like, uh, these militias going into the streets or the capital insurrection, um, which could have been even worse. So I do think Facebook is trying to do PR and distance themselves from this, but this is something that you do see in other platforms like YouTube where they optimize for engagement. And unfortunately what makes people engage more uh, with the platform is giving them these, uh, salacious stories which uh, sound good to people when that they already have that kind those kind of thoughts and they're inclined to believe what these stories are telling them that's great um over to you spencer but i just want to quickly put this to you spencer and get your thoughts on this um when the gutenberg press became a technology strange gutenberg press gutenberg plugin um it was seen as a great thing, Spencer. Now, what could go wrong? You know, you'd be able to print the Bible in native languages and pe the common man and woman will be able to read the Bible instead of um, the priest interpreting the Bible from Latin to the native language. What a great idea. What could go wrong, Spencer? But then... They found out that um, when they distributed that knowledge to people, it led to the European 30-year war, which was one of the most devastating religious wars Europe has ever seen with the divide of Protestantism to Catholic. Is there a kind of consequence to technology like that? I mean, we've seen this endless numbers of times, but... Humans are still fundamentally animals and still work from instincts and from survival instincts and from the amygdala part of our brain instead of the frontal cortex. So we're not thinking through things. We react. We have fear of unknown things or people or colored people or this. But what social media, the printing press, even especially maybe religions over the years have done have made it possible for those who want power to use that animalistic response of people against our better interest. You take two groups of people, three groups of people who otherwise would have everything in common, could be cooperative and live in harmony, and you get the powers that be pit them against each other. Because as long as the masses are fighting each other and hate each other and are antagonistic against each other, the elite class of whomever it is, religion, politics, money, and so forth, 
can go about their business by taking advantage of getting people pitted against each other. That is the history of the human race. And it happens sometimes in the animal kingdom. I mean, you do see like ant colonies go to war and, you know, bee colonies and stuff. But what we're seeing now with like Ben Shapiro, I mean, like anything on the right wing, is that they have this down to a science. It doesn't matter if the topic was A today. If something changes in the wind, tomorrow they'll be saying it's B. And then they won't even account for the fact that they've literally taken the exact opposite opinion because that's not what their goal is. Their goal is to be whichever is the opposite of the other party. <laughs> that's it. And, and if we want to look for how we can improve our world, our life, it's probably impossible because people without education and people without exposure to other human beings who are different than them Look at a television or listen to a radio or read a news report from some, you know, unified kind of opinion. That is their entire view of the world. And then when they meet a, a brown person or a different religion person or a different belief system person in the real world, they can't believe how similar they are. But if they weren't exposed to that person in real life, then they'll go off and create their own jihad in, in middle America which is no different than what goes on in other jihads. It's just, it's, it's got a different symbol and a different, you know, face and name behind it. Um, I find the whole thing tiresome as a 55-year-old, but at the same time, I've come to the realization that it's not easily fixed when we live in a world where Fox News, for example, is allowed to do this and get away with it under the name of entertainment instead of fake journalism. And... CNN has their own culprits, but one last thing, and I'm not trying to be super political, but like there's a difference between proactively lying and passively lying. Generally, the left wing wants good for people because helping the masses is their message. In other words, that's their brand. We help everybody. The right wing's message is you're taking away what's rightfully ours and you should, you know, be afraid of the fact that somebody's coming to get you. And that requires proactively lying. And I think that's where I see the differences here. Uh, it bothers me greatly that we allow it to go on, but what are we going to do now? I mean, we're going to turn off Facebook and turn off Fox News? Maybe, but doubtful. No, right, that's fantastic. Thanks for that. I just thought I'd put that thing. I was thinking about... Um, Gutenberg and the press, and how it was seen such a, it would it was going to change society for the better. The, the word of God was going to be distributed, and every and the new Jerusalem was going to be built in Europe, and then it just ended up in a thirty year bloodbath uh, um, where people just slaughtered one another in central can you, Europe. Can you imagine if the stuff that even we see today and what's relatively the longest peaceful time in human history, I mean, again, since our last world war, I mean, we have really progressed as humans despite all this. Can you imagine how horrific it must have been even in World War II or World War I or in the earlier days when there wasn't access to both sides of the story? Because like you could live in a little town and the, the little town leader makes a decision and you go off and kill all of the people that you don't like that weekend. I mean, a pogrom or whatever. That was happening up until the 1960s and 70s, up until oh, Vietnam, but definitely in World War II. So the, the, the media has its side effect, which is at least it's out in the open. We may yeah. be annoyed by it, but we're seeing it happening. So yeah, but it's, it's still happening in Myanmar. Yeah, and it was facilitated by Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, right. right, we're going to go for our break. I think we've already had a really great discussion, so, a discussion which you wouldn't hear anywhere else, I don't think. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. 
LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. I thought we have had a good discussion. Um, I just want to say um, thanks for the support of LaunchFlow. Um, I also want to point out that if you want to take up the LaunchFlow um, product or plugin, which is fantastic, you can go to the WP Tonic newsletter page and they've just got a unique special offer just for the tribe. And it's a lifetime deal and you get an additional amazing discount Thank you so much, Spencer and Nautrow, for your support of the show. It's much appreciated. So let's go into story three, the ultimate over, overview of WordPress block editor for developers in 2021. And it comes from Delicious Brain, a great plugin um, company. And they do, a good, they do some good blogs. Uh, so, John, John, what did you think of this one, John Locke? Yeah, so um, a good overview of the history of the block editor so far. Um, there, the, the, who I thought was Andrew, but it's it's not our Andrew. It's another Andrew uh, here left a comment at the bottom of this. And I thought it was very insightful. Um, they said that the block editor is not... Uh, their audience, they're they're like developed for business clients. This whole um, project is basically to build a competing uh, product to Wix or Squarespace or those types of of builders. And the types of clients that this person who left a comment uh, is talking about, they don't want... Uh, anybody in their organization to be able to like edit stuff <laughs> and, you know, potentially break it. And they're not, you know, building sites that, that where that's the key. That's more for people who have a small business where it's like one or two people, or maybe they're building their own site instead of hiring a developer or they have a hobby site or they're just starting a business. And, I think that's a very important point because I've talked to other people who own agencies and there are some of them that have that same kind of stance. So. Yeah, I think it, it, thanks for that. Um, Jonathan, What? how would you respond to that? What, what did you think of the article? I love seeing content like this. The Delicious Spring guys do good work and it's, it's quite detailed I did not read the article in detail, so that is the extent of my of my comments on it. Right, fair enough. At least you've been honest. You're a very honest individual. I, I always love you on the show. So, Vito, your your you know your product, your service is in the aid, helping agencies. How would you respond to John's um, you know um, insight and? How do you think agencies view the block editor in general? Um, I agree one hundred percent. When an agency builds a website for uh, for uh, for a client, they don't want. They're scared. They really are scared that the client will break it. Uh, that that creates a whole lot of other complications for uh, uh, for agencies. This mindset of of being scared that the client is gonna actually wear the shoes. And get the shoes dirty uh, um, uh, is is uh, is 
restricting the client from really experiencing what the shoes can do for the basketball play. Uh, because they never get to, you know, to jump on the court. They just uh, look, at, look at it from the stands, you know. Uh, and that, that, is a, that is a shame. And I think that uh, this is, um, and I, I haven't really thought about this like this, uh, John, so that's a really good point. Uh, uh, but this is really is um, uh, something that is going to make it uh, pretty challenging for, uh, uh, for agencies to, uh, to roll this out. And if they do, they're probably going to face what they faced with uh, with early page builders, uh, you know, when you were doing uh, those kind of things. Bigger agencies, what they do is they build CPTs. They build custom post, post types. They do the, the uh, you know, they create like page templates and they rely on custom fields and uh, really like basic text editors to allow customers or employees of the customers or, you know, like uh, uh, the end users to interact with the website, um, which I think is a fair use. You would see that in a lot of uh, SaaS tools as well. You don't allow people to completely change the interface of Facebook or here yeah, on StreamYard. You yeah, don't move things around. Yeah, I just want to introduce you i really like the linkedin editor actually the way that it's been yeah. implemented in linkedin simple, uh, it's, simple it's, to the point it's text images and that's it it doesn't allow you to break the frame you know but uh, on on the other hand that's what wordpress is uh, is for you know it allows you to kind of experiment and and do things that are outside of the box by implementing different plugins uh, uh you know uh, changing up the design and creating something out of nothing uh, that's using publishing that's what right is. Uh, but it really is not the case when you're trying to serve a business uh, a business and build their own website uh, or build them a website you just want them to work um, you just want them to leave a comment on the Facebook comments. Well, they, they actually you don't want don't, them to drag they the they, over the page. They don't want to get involved at all. However, as somebody who's part of the WordPress scene, also you, you, you're outside in a way, aren't you, Heather? Um, this Gutenberg, you know, I, I think it's going to take another year before now it's going to be going on for four years now. Um, but what did you think of this article? Uh, article really i'm really going off topic there with that comment wasn't i no i mean i I think it it really uh gives a full overview um pros and cons uh it's really in depth uh and it explains all of the um i mean for somebody coming in that doesn't really understand like what is going on with gutenberg and how like where it's all come from i mean it's it's it, it lays it all out and it's it explains like why there's people like me that are on one side why there's people on the other side why it's taken so long for something to gain traction so i mean i I think it's it's like kind of required reading if you're coming in right now so uncle spencer a a detailed article i kind of introduced my own spin to it with heather um and then you got the comment um i the Excellent insight from John um, and also Vito. What's your own view about the article and what the other presenters have put to us? Yeah, I mean, it's a really well-done article and and the comments were applicable. I think my greater takeaway from this is um, there isn't really any way to go backwards. So the comments by the gentleman, Andrew, were well taken besides the point because we here have been whining about why didn't they just hire a team of experts to do this that the other thing it's clearly not the way it's going to go right and justin tadlock reflected that in his other article that we started the show with where they're doing what they're doing they made a bunch of choices along the way like using react and the fact that it's got the markup mixed with the templating and they're not uh, object-oriented programming and they're not enforcing this and dot, 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 dot. Like there's, it's a shit show of stuff band-aided together. But that's really where it started and that's where it's going to keep going because it's nearly impossible to abandon that shit show without alienating somebody. So if you're riding on the train of WordPress, uh, you're going to have to walk quickly through a few of the cars and that's just the way it goes. And 
there's really not a great alternative because the one thing that I keep coming back to, even though I'm the biggest critic, apparently, as you say, the most hated person outside of you are, you, you, you know, they all list the automatic upper management on list makers, and you're on top of the list. I've been told. Okay, well, here you go. You only hurt the ones you love, and so. If I didn't love Automatic and I didn't love WordPress so much, I wouldn't care enough to waste the breath criticizing them because I'm here. I make my livelihood at this. I feel like I represent a certain swath of the community and those that make stuff to bring a balanced reporting, fair and balanced reporting to what the reality is. And the reality is let's not pretend it isn't a shit show. Let's call it a shit show that has brought us all here and will take us into the future, but you got to make choices. And I mean, in fairness, there's still the liberty to make choices. I mean, as we just referred to, you got a switch that turns on and off classic. You can still use all the old stuff. If you're an agency, it's a bitch because like you've got these problems that are really hard to overcome, but you can overcome them. There's not any other alternative. I mean, quite frankly, I'd love it if there was an open source CMS that competed in any way. But Drupal and Joomla, my God, they're dead and buried long ago and nobody's even in the same universe. So there it is. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's like a marriage that's been going on for 16 years. I've gone this far. I'm going to stay married. Yeah. Before I bring Andrew in, I just want to bring Jonathan back. You were getting quite animated about the list. So you think I'm totally unfair towards automatic? You know, you, you know, I love you, Jonathan. So you can be totally honest. It's obvious by your actions you feel that I'm being. But I think there's two sides. I, I think the great leader and some of his cronies are list makers. <laughs> they they are vindictive. They go after people, and they really, really don't like Spencer for forum um he is <laughs> on top of the most wanted list. i would be by the way there's nothing that would be more gratifying to my ego and we all know who know me i have plenty of ego to be the center of attention of a multi-billion maybe trillion dollar company i would love nothing more than to actually think that matt mullenweg even knows my name oh he knows your name i can tell you that now he knows your bloody name so jonathan um that part and also do you think on the technical side is it fair to call it a shit show <laughs> so uh I don't think Spencer's on any such list. (laughs) Sorry to disappoint you, Spencer. But, yeah. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't think it's fair to call it a shit show. So there is a list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Denwood Denwood is probably on the list. has seen the list. I'm I'm definitely not popular with them. I've been told certain people It's in a a safe... it's in a safe in a wall in Texas somewhere. Certain only a few people, people in the, the WordPress code. community have told me they they consider me and this show to be totally toxic, and they're never, never going to come. I, I have no ever. idea how they could come up with that idea. Yeah, there we go. I don't know. I think I just talk say it as it is. So, what te- technically? What do you so you don't think it's a bit of a mess then? It's it's not trivial what what's trying to happen with Gutenberg. I, I did read the comment and I found it interesting. Andrew's comment. One of the things that can be difficult in WordPress is it is so big as an ecosystem. It's very easy to lose perspective, right? Like to be right within your sphere of influence and what you care about, and to completely miss a large swath of the population affected by it. Like that is always going to be a challenge in WordPress. And my my hope, like. In terms of as, as we look to the future and things getting better, is we we have to we have to find more and more of the the overlap, the Venn diagrams, if you will, of uh, so for instance, performance being one of them, right? I think we can all agree as WordPress gets better, it needs to also get faster. So when we see posts like the other one detailing issues with the edit, I was like, oh, okay, that's problematic to me. Like we're going this direction, it should be getting faster, not slower. But for me, when I see really strong comments, like another comment there was like, hey, class, uh, the classic press, it's growing. I'm sure it is. 
it's relative though, right? And I, I try to just be curious enough to continue asking, okay, that's right for that group. And what can I learn from it being right and try to keep a bigger perspective in mind. And overall, I have a confidence that what Gutenberg represents and the reality today, even, even with my frustrations, which prop up occasionally, it's going a good direction. So that's that's my conclusion. Right, um, over to you, Angie. You've been listening to all this comment. What's what's your view and overview of what? Well, I like Ian Paulson. You know, I like I like what these guys do, and they're very forthright and they're good programmers. You know, they put some good stuff together. But the the point is, I think everybody misses the point. With respect, I'm going to say that, which I hate saying that, but. WordPress is a CMS, right? It's not a website. It was never, ever meant to be a website builder. You know, I go back to the old days where we used to build websites out of HTML and whatever, and, you know, and even even Microsoft, you know, we were building stuff, and we even Netscape, whatever, you know, years ago. But the point is, is that it has to now say, right, we are a website building tool, and that, the only way that they can do that is have a free option for people to have a page builder because democratizing publishing, yes, that's fine when it had classic builder and that's all you could do and all you wanted to do is write a blog post and you didn't have any whizzy wigs going on or things going on and everything like that. Um, but now that you need the block editor, you know, to, to be able to, give it to the normal person that wants to build a website and have 299 hosting, right? So they have no choice but to move forward. But those people exist, Jonathan. That's GoDaddy's customers. That's Oh, yeah, they do. Companies. They do WordPress a real favour. That scammy company, GoDaddy, the elephant killers. There's oh, hundreds Jesus. of millions of these people that want to only spend two ninety nine a month on a website and they want it built for them. You know, you know that, that those people exist. Andrew, whoever he is, he's he's obviously brilliant because he's got my name, but he also, <laughs> he's also given some insights of what it, like uh, Vito alluded to, if you are an agency, the, the, the idea that somebody can go into the website and change something is literally terrifying because for, for a lot of reasons. The main reason is if you're a website agency, you're building websites, you have hundreds of websites to look after or potentially have support issues on. And if everybody went into those websites and broke them, your support calls will bankrupt you. I know this for a fact. It nearly bankrupted me when Joomla got hacked and I had 500 websites that I had to repair overnight and, and people were screaming legals at me. So the support burden is massive on agencies, whether you're a freelancer, an individual, five of you together, a, 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 a cooperation or whatever. And Gutenberg frightens developers because actually... It's really easy to use. I had a customer ring me up. She updated WordPress on her own, and she said, my God, I don't know what you've done to the page builder, but it's absolutely brilliant. I can't believe how quickly I'm writing blog posts. And I went, really? What you, you know, I looked, looked in, and she'd enabled Gutenberg. This is back in the day when it first started, you know, three years ago. So there are some people that naturally love Gutenberg, and they're naturally going to love full-site editing, and think, it is think, the way forward. Yeah. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And I know Heather. It's the it is the way forward. Um, I think is. you're. All, I think you're all right in some ways. Um, basically, I think it modul. I call it modulization. It probably is. It's a Jonathan made up word. Um, it should exist though, shouldn't it? But what I think we've just seen is that there is a need for a cut down editor, a bit like. Um, what the experience that you get with LinkedIn. But there's also the need, if you need it, for a full editor. There's just there's just a need to understand the different requirements of different groups and people in the world. I think that the right approach to this is actually to give, uh, I would create it in three layers. Basically, you need a page builder. Great. You have Gutenberg. Let it be the page builder. Awesome. You want to design awesome stuff. You need a content creator. Great. You use uh, maybe a simplified version of Gutenberg instead of uh, instead of the classic editor, which is really outdated, you know, at this point. Yeah. But 
something like LinkedIn, I think they got it, uh, they got it right, kind of down in the middle. Uh, but then what I would also add as a layer for may- maybe that's an idea for a plugin, but something that will take uh, the, the, the design of Gutenberg and just simplify it and restrict it. Uh, so, so you can, you're able to build it properly, but you're not able to modify this so easily or based on user roles or something like that. Yeah, so the user roles, uh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I think you, lock it, you well, lock it down. So any, any global elements like your headers, your footers, your widgets, mm-hmm. whatever, they're locked down. That's, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, I totally. A little, a little padlock, really. That's all yeah. you need. I think your insight. We're going to continue. We're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. We're going to. Well, I'm going to let the panelists um, give their recommendations of the week. And panelists, and also Andrew, can you please make sure they're in the Slack and they're in a nice order? That would be really helpful, Andrew. But I'm going to let the panel, and then um, we're going to wrap up the podcast. But we're going to continue the discussion. We've got a couple more stories to discuss. Some of the panel are going to bail out because they've got better things to do. Hopefully, um, some of the panel is going to stay on, and we're going to discuss two more stories, plus we're going to comment a bit more about um, what Vito's just said, which I thought was amazingly insightful. Uh, um, And thank you for that, Vito. Um, And uh, we're going to continue the discussion, which you are only be able to view if you join the WP Tonic Mastermind Facebook group. If you join that, you'll be able to see the bonus discussion on and please join because we like you to be members of the tribe. So let's go on to our recommendations. Spent um I better say mine first. Um I my one it's um really for an if you're an animator user, but if you're looking to develop it's they've got a free version and a paid. The paid is is all amazing. But if you're looking to set up um, documentation or support documentation in WordPress, um, you really should look at this, and it's called Better Docs, and it's from betterdocs.co. Um, it's a great add-on. It's really focused if you're using Animator, but it does a fantastic job. That's mine. So, Spencer, uh, what's your recommendation to the tribe? So for anybody who does uh, follows my advice, I always suggest WordPress provides you a free way to track users with marketing automation, but only if they're logged in. So depending on what plugins you're using, it oftentimes they'll get registered, but not logged in. So this plugin is called Auto Login New User After Registration. I love how it tells you what it is. And it's got a lot of five stars, but it essentially does that. Whatever the method of registering, it could be, you know, one of the plugins or a function, as soon as the person's in, you can basically, you know, direct them where they need to go. And typically that might be my account dashboard. So it fills a really nice gap. It's a free plugin. And it does stuff you can do out of WooCommerce if you're using WooCommerce. But for some people, they're not. Like, for example, maybe they're using an Elementor registration form or some other Gravity form. And now you want to log the person in without making them go to their email. So it's it's a very useful tool. Right, Jonathan, if you either you can place it in the chat and then Andrew will place it in the Slack or you can email your recommendation, but please do either, Jonathan. Have you got a recommendation for the tribe? I do. I recommend uh, objectcache.pro and it's a good example of both what I love and find frustrating about the WordPress ecosystem. It's a fantastic little gem that if you didn't know about it, uh, you just wouldn't know that it was there. So I like that you do this. It gives us a chance. One of the ways that we make up for this in the WordPress ecosystem is to let each other know what we find. So Yeah, so put the link into chat and Andrew will put it in the Slack channel. Do that straight away, Jonathan. Heather, have you got a recommendation for the tribe? I do, as we're going into another year of virtual workspaces. <laughs> yeah. um, there is a great virtual tool um, called Spot.xyz, um, where it's kind of like Sococo or Remo or, or these other ones, but um, you get to create a really cool different virtual workspace for your team and you can run events in there. And um, it's just a neat little virtual format that you can use, um, like spatial chat or something. But it's, it's cool and it's a beta and you should try it out. 
That sounds great. Put it into the Slack channel, Ever. Um, John, have you got a, a recommendation for the tribe? Yeah, this one is uh, for a podcast called the SEO Rant and a particular episode from friend of the show, Jamar Ramos oh, yes. uh, from, from Crunchylink. Yeah, and Crunchylink, he, a fantastic what a yeah. agency, yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, an episode called Making a Better SEO Community for Cooperation. Uh, and the SEO community has some similar problems uh, to the WordPress uh, community, but it also has some unique uh, problems. And, and this is addressing some of those. So if you're familiar uh, with that, just come and check it out. It's, it's, it's a good, positive episode. Right, drop the link in the chat, please. Put, uh, put it into the put it in I'll, Slack. It's in Slack. I will put it in the chat. Yes. Um, Vito, have you got a recommendation for the tribe? I do. Uh, I'd like to recommend a tool that we started using um, uh, recently. It's called the script. Uh, what it does, it basically simplifies the whole uh, huge pain of editing videos. And and uh, and uh, you know transcribing them and getting like uh, captions and all of those kind of stuff, it uh, uses uh, really smart uh, uh, mechanisms to first of all take all of the all of the video and transcribe it into text. So that that allows you to edit the video just by deleting pieces of text. So you just wow. read it and remove parts of it and then just cleans it up, uh, removes all of the M's, R, you know, all the stuff that I love doing. And um, yeah, it's just an awesome tool. By the way, well, this is this is the one that is the the tool that they had a beta a year or two ago, and I participated and gave them about a hundred hours of my audio. And they're the ones that have a virtual Spence voice. Really, <laughs> I hear they're working now with uh, Boston Robotics to use it as the voice of that dog with the, the arm head. <laughs> so, I'm sure, I'm sure, automatic to go open doors and automatic. But in all reality, yeah. when you combine this with the uh, that thing I showed you a couple months back with the thing that takes a photograph and it recreates the motion. You can see all the pieces are coming together. I mean, you've got the the artificial voice that's exactly the dead person. You've got the AI robot. You've got the the facial animation. I mean, it's it's Terminator 2 coming on fast. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Make sure it's in the Slack channel, the WP Tonic Slack channel, okay. Vito, or put it into chat. So Andrew. Um, so, Andrew, have you got a recommendation for the tribe? Yeah, well, so it goes, it's because I've only just remembered. I was going to recommend Wahid.io because obviously that's Vito and I doing that sort of thing together. And Heather then recommended spots. So, there you go. I'm echoing somewhere. Yeah, you are. You're echoing. Echo, echo, echo. All right. Um, um, but anyway, no, I've got a recommendation, which is um, Woo Builder. Customize the WooCommerce product page, and it's by PoodlePress.com. Yes, Poodle. Um, great people. They've yeah. been on the show. I, I forgot the founder of it, but he's a great guy as well, based in the UK. Um, so, panel, um, so, Spencer, how can people find out more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? WPLaunchify.com. And Jonathan, how can people find out about what you're thinking about and your thoughts? Uh, JonathanWold.com. That's great. Heather, how can people find out more about you and what you're thinking at the present moment? Heatheriel.com and Heatheriel everywhere. Well, I love that. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, um, um, John, John, look, uh, how can people find out more about you and your latest faults? LockdownSEO.com and YouTube channel has a similar name. Just search for it. Yes, Vito, how can people find out more about you and your latest faults and opinions? Check out uh, atarim.io um, or join our Facebook group. Uh, we have a great group for freelancers and agencies. And on Twitter, Vito Peleg. That's great. And Andrew, how can people find out more about you and your latest faults? Well, you can go to thisisandrewpalmer.com and at Arnie Palmer on Twitter. Like I say, listeners and viewers, if you want to hear more, we're going to discuss the next two stories and plus we're going to continue the discussion for the next 15, 20 minutes, which you'll only be able to view on the WP Tonic 
Mastermind Facebook group page. Please join us there and become a member of the tribe. It's where all the discussion and all the naughtiness, you will find even more naughtiness on that group. Um, We'll be back next week with another great panel, another great set of stories. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 